The Cannon Fire Podcast is powered by PewterReport.com. Pewter Report prides itself on being the most complete, comprehensive news source covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and delivering inside scoop on the team found nowhere else. If you want to be the first to read about breaking news on the Bucks, the inside scoop on what's really going on in one Buck place, and want more in-depth coverage and unmatched draft reporting than other sources offer, you've come to the right place. PewterReport.com, the official partner of the Cannon Fire Podcast. Yeah, big nasty Hall of Fame Tampa Bay Buccaneer fan, baby. Cannon Fire Podcast, brother. If you ain't watching, you ain't listening, and you're missing out. Woo! It is first down and goal from the five-yard line. Pass toward the end zone. Fade route. Pawn ball. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Mike Evans. Bucks lead 6 to nothing. Again, fire those cannons. Six times. Big shout out to Mr. Bucks Nation. Was able to jump in his live stream earlier and found out he's a huge fan of the show. Really awesome to find out. Thanks so much, man. Just wanted to give a quick plug. You can find him on YouTube at Mr. Bucks Nation. If you're new around here, I'm your host, Rhett, and my co-host, Mr. Bucks Football Evan. You can find him on Instagram and Twitter at Bucks Football. And this is the Cannon Fire Podcast. Welcome back for episode 23 on YouTube and iTunes. Just for you. We try to do this show every week. It's been a slow off-season, so I don't know about every week. But we're getting there. We're getting back in the groove here for episode 23. Welcome back to the show, guys. And it's been slow. I mean... There's really no other way to describe everything that's been going on throughout the league. I mean, league news in itself has been kind of slow. There's been some deals made, and we're going to talk about those today. There's been a lot going on with the Bucks the past two weeks. That's two weeks. Again, that's why we haven't really recorded in a couple of weeks. But Evan, my man, how are you doing today? I'm doing just fine. How are you? I'm doing good. Like I said, it's a little... It's been slow, so I'm kind of bored. Um, there hasn't been a lot of Bucks news to talk about. We're going to kind of recap everything that's happened while we were gone. Uh, some bigger news to come out of the Bucks. First and foremost, the Bucks have made some major cuts. Doug Martin, no longer a Tampa Bay Buccaneer, number 22, the muscle hamster sent packing somewhere else. I hope to see him do well, if we're being honest here. He's, he's a talented back. He can produce. Yeah, and, you know, he's a... He's a back that he's been here for a while. So, I mean, um, you know, the, the, the few guys that have been here for a while have been Doug Martin, Levante David, Gerald McCoy, uh, and, and DeMar Dotson. Uh, but you know, it's, I, I wish Doug the best of luck. I, I hope he does well. I hope he doesn't do well against the Bucks whenever he plays them, but, um, I, I hope he does, uh, do well. He, he's, he is a good guy. He, he's a great guy. And, you know, you look back on the seasons he had, didn't have a lot of production with the Bucks, but the seasons he did have, he was breaking records, and the last great season he had, he, he finished, was it second or third for rushing yardage in the league? He, he was top five, I know for a fact. In 2015, he was second. Second, and he was second behind, was it AP? Adrian Peterson, yes. AP. 2015 AP, God. 
So Doug Martin, no longer a Tampa Bay Buccaneer, and that one kind of sucks because he's the most recent Buck that I've met. Um, and he was a cool guy to talk to. He was little, so I can understand why they called him a muscle hamster, but hope he does well in other places. Now on the opposite end of the spectrum, the Buccaneers cut defensive tackle Chris Baker. Not a lot of great things I can say about this guy. Really just kind of pisses you off when you think about it, man. If you got to... I mean, if you got to be honest here, the guy came in, pretty much robbed us for, what, 15 mil on a three-year contract, barely lasted a year. He, he was supposed to be the smack talk of our defense and did absolutely nothing this year. Yeah, he was a, you know, he was a real free agency disappointment. But uh, unfortunately, this, uh, this Tampa Bay team has been used to free agency disappointment. So um, it, it's up to them to, to, not be, to not be disappointed. And I think uh, later in the show, I'm going to reveal some names that I, I think uh, wouldn't get the Bucks disappointed. And that's something we're going to touch on a little bit later in the show is free agency. So stay tuned for that and a little bit other Bucks news as well. But before we jump into that, let's focus on what more happened while we were gone. Some rumors floating around, some names kind of kind of popping up here and there. You know, some bigger names, some smaller names, some names that have kind of flown under the radar that people aren't thinking about. And moves have been made, but one last cut the Bucks made before we get there. Uh, the Bucks cut veteran kicker Nick Folk. I wouldn't say veteran. He was on the team for a year. But Nick Folk has been cut. Off to miss kicks somewhere else. He, he's almost Nick Falk to me is the uh, the kicker comparison to Josh McCown. If you really think about it, I, I like to picture him as a journeyman, just making his way wherever he needs to go. And he really wasn't even that bad until he came to Tampa. I don't know what happened, but he, he just didn't belong here. But Nick Falk is also no longer a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. And the last thing we need to talk about that we didn't talk about before. The Bucks hired defensive line coach Brenston Buckner out of Arizona, and if you guys haven't been keeping tabs on that, Arizona has been a killer front four the past couple of years. I know they topped the, uh, I know they finished top of the league in sacks in 2012. I think was it? It was well, most recently it was 2016. They they finished in uh, the first in sacks. I believe they had 48, um, and the Bucks had 22 last season. So last uh, in the league. <laughs> yep. But one thing I really do like about Coach Bruckner or Coach Buckner, he's coming in, and he's made it. He's made it very clear that he wants to bring back that nasty attitude on the front four that we haven't had in quite a long time. We talk about it pretty much any time we bring up defensive line help. You look at a guy like Gerald McCoy, great defensive tackle, one of the best in the league. When he's not being double and triple team, the guy can produce and put numbers on the board, but he simply can't be the only one doing it. But he's just not a nasty guy from the media standpoint. He can go out there and play with some attitude, but we need a Warren Sapp, and hopefully Coach Buckner can come in here and find us a guy to do just that. Maybe maybe Bradley Chubb. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. We'll touch on that a little bit later in the show as well. But let's get to that free agency point you were talking about I was going to uh, I was going to have like a fun presentation for this I was gonna play the uh, the price is right theme and make it a game show style but I hate to be honest with you I never got around to doing that I, I just I didn't think of it I've had so much going on this week but what we're gonna do here is we're gonna go down the list of Tampa Bay Buccaneer free agents we're gonna talk about who's on the roster and who's going to stay on the roster some of the bigger names in free agency for the Bucks. 
And then after that, we'll obviously take a look at the league standpoint and see who's coming into free agency and who could be a good fit for the Bucks. So we're going to do everything we can to cram all of this information and put a little bit of a twist on it. Okay. So here we go. First off the bat, I've got the list right up here. Doug Martin, top of the list. He's already gone. Brent Grimes, cornerback right now, is an unrestricted free agent. His 2017 average contract was $6.75 million. You think he's going to stay? This is a tough this is one. This is a tough one. This is the best... It's a hard one to start with. I think we started with probably the worst one because I think the rest of the list is just going to get a lot easier. Yeah, yeah. Uh, (laughs) Especially because this is this is the this is the the biggest free agent the Bucks have this year. Um, Do I want him back? Yes. Should he be back? Yes. Will he be back? I'm going to go ahead and, and say I do think he's going to come back for one more season. You think it's going to be uh, one more and then that it's, it, he's going to retire in Tampa? Yeah, I, I, th- I think that's it. Um, I think he'll get probably a one-year $6 million deal, maybe a one-year $7 million deal with some incentives in there for maybe interceptions, maybe like a Pro Bowl, something like that. Um, maybe it's a team wins 10 games or something. Uh, it's just just some incentives in there, but I I do think that Brent Grimes uh, ends up coming back. Been a while since we've seen a Bucks corner in the Pro Bowl. Been a well, long Darrell time. Reeves was the last one. Who was it? Darrell Rivas. Really? I didn't know he yep. made the Pro Bowl with the Bucks. Yep, Darrell Rivas made the Pro Bowl with the Bucks. It was him and Gerald McCoy. Oh, okay, my bad. I take that back. But still, that's it's been a couple of years. Taking a look at Brent Grimes, though, something I kind of wanted to put in there is. It's still a very real possibility that Brent Grimes could retire or, as much as I hate to say it, go play for another team for a little bit more money, especially if his wife has anything to say about it. But look at Brent Grimes at the cornerback position. Probably the best, for his age, the best cornerback we have on the field. Vernon Hargrave's coming into his own a little bit, but I just don't think he has... I just don't think he has... I don't know. It's hard to compare the two on athletic compare uh, on an athletic ability. But what I'm trying to say is that Brent Grimes staying in Tampa and looking at the free agency situation right now and who's being shopped around. Aqib Talib, a big name that we've been talking about the past couple of weeks, very real possibility to bring him back to Tampa. I'd like to say that the idea of Brent Grimes going anywhere else but Tampa is definitely going to influence how aggressively we pursue Aqib Tlaib. Now, I'm going to go on the record here, and I'm going to say that if Brent Grimes does not play in Tampa next year, I I want to put my chips down and say that we will have Aqib Tlaib before the offseason's over. I, I just, I, I have a hunch. I, I don't know. I don't know how you're feeling about Aqib Tlaib. I'd love to have him back. He's a guy that can definitely produce for a couple more years. You know, I was actually talking to a few people the other day, and I don't have any sources on this or anything, but just like you said, I have that strange feeling that even if Grimes does come back, I have that strange feeling that they're going to I think it'll work out, man. I have that strange feeling they're going to sign to leave. I I don't know why. I I just do. It's the Buccaneer spirit, I guess. you got to start bringing guys back eventually. It always happens. Everything comes full circle with the Bucks. (laughs) I guess. We'll see. Hopefully a Super Bowl comes full circle then. Yeah, really. 
Moving on down the list, our next entry was Chris Baker. He is already gone. TJ Ward is fourth on that list. And as we have seen, actually, we didn't talk about this, but TJ Ward is declared for free agency. Going to be testing out his options this offseason. Not looking to return to Tampa Bay. What a disappointment. We misused the hell out of that guy. I really think he could have been something a little more than what he was here in Tampa. Yeah, but it was also some of his own doing because he was on that... I'm, I'm not trying to start any speculation, but I just... You think he it has something to do with the uh, the marijuana scandal of a couple months ago? I, I don't know, really. Um, but all I'm saying is he... Oh, that was a lot. Um, <laughs> all, all I'm saying is... Let me see if I can word this the right way. He, he didn't fit in with the team. Um, yeah, that that's what I'm going to leave that at. He didn't yeah. fit in with the team. He was a he's a good player. Um, he was misused at times, but uh, yeah, he just you know just never worked out. The it, dynamic it, it wasn't there. But yeah, I got you, and that's definitely what it's definitely what you need to to bring a team together. If the dynamics not there, then it's simply not there. You could have the best players in the world, and if they don't get along, then you're not going to get much production out of them. But Barry. Very unfortunate. I like the guy. I hope he goes somewhere else and succeeds. He's a very talented, strong safety. Moving on down the list, we have center Evan Smith. Evan Smith, a little bit of a smaller guy, but I, I had brought it up in the uh, I had brought it up in a chat earlier. You know, Joe Hawley, a little bit of a smaller guy too. He came in clutch in a couple of positions, but Evan Smith, what you thinking? Um, I more pet back to guard. Well, I'll, t- I'll touch on that a bit later, um, whether they're, what their options are there. But I don't think Evan Smith is going to be back. Um, I think they're either they're either going to sign a center and move more pet back to guard, or they're just going to get a guard. Um, simple as that. Um, if they, obviously if they get a guard, I could I could see him getting two guards, but I, I don't know if they will. So if they do sign a guard in free agency or draft the guard. Um, I would suspect that Marpet is staying at center unless they sign a center and a guard in free agency. Then Marpet will move back to guard, and Sweezy would likely honestly be gone if they would sign a guard in free agency. Um, but yeah, I don't think Evan Smith is going to be back. Um, just he just wasn't. He's versatile, versatile, but he he's just not good enough. Remember when he changed his name? Yeah, Evan. It was Evan Dietrich Smith, right? Yep. I've always, ever since then, it's never clicked to me that he's just Evan Smith. I've always wanted to call him Evan Dietrich Smith. And ever since, I, I think it was two years ago or a year and a half ago, I I was still in high school when he changed his name. It, it just hasn't clicked for me. So Evan Smith, you're saying he's not going to be here. Depending on, you know, what happens in free agency. That is set to start on the 14th. Yep. Okay. Speaking of free agency starting up on the 14th, the other day I had said it started on the 11th, and I found out what starts on the 11th and and why I got it confused. The 11th is Daylight Savings, and I remember seeing it on my calendar at work that the 11th is Daylight Savings, and I immediately just assumed it was free agency. Not sure why, but that's what happened, so that's where that confusion came from a couple of days ago. Moving on down the list, we have our backup hero. The bearded magician, Ryan Fitzpatrick. He is going to be a free agent. Last year brought in $3 million on average. You think Fitz is staying? 
I think Fitz is staying. I don't think he's going anywhere. Uh, What's he going to do anywhere else? Same thing he did here. Isn't, isn't, it's the cycle. Yeah, well, um, it, it's tough. It really is because it all depends on what your options are out there in free agency and, and in the draft with, with quarterbacks. Um, if, if they don't think that there's a quarterback in free agency that's going to be better, uh, then they're not going to do it. But, I mean, I I do ultimately, though, think that Fitzpatrick stays, yes. Um, yeah. But I, I do think there's a chance he's not back. But I think he stays. I think he's just, he's worth the money. He's a cheap option. Again, only brought in about $3 million last year. That's obviously more than some guys on the practice squad are making. But for a backup quarterback, a veteran quarterback, guy who's had starting experience, I really don't think there's any wrong you could do there having him in the backup position. He did come in. Win a couple of games for us this year. I like the guy in Tampa. Didn't really like him before, but he grew the beard, and I started to like him a little more. But I think he stays. You think he stays. So we're going to vote. We're going to vote stays on that one. Now, the next one on our list is a name that kind of popped up towards the second half of the year. We needed some pass rush help, and that's exactly what this guy gave us. That's Clinton McDonald. Defensive tackle. Finished with five sacks on the year. More than Chris Baker, who played practically the whole season. Clint McDonald brought in the same amount, about $3 million last year. Is he staying, or is he going? I I would bring him back, and I'm going to say that he's going to stay. I think that they really value his leadership skills, and I think he's just a really good depth, rotational defensive tackle. I think he really performed well last year. And that's, that's the thing that not a lot of people – talk about Clint McDonald hasn't been a name that's been thrown around too often the past couple of years but he did come in and produce the second half of the season like you said five sacks and however many games pretty much half of what anyone else played on that front four Chris Baker couldn't come in and do the job Clinton McDonald picked up right where he left off and right where he should have started I guess he put up a lot more numbers than Chris Baker did all season but I like to believe that Clinton McDonald's staying he's a great guy you know, he does a lot for the community as well. I see him on commercials all the time. He's doing stuff for the troops. He's doing stuff at McDill Air Force Base. He's doing stuff for the schools. He's a great community guy. And the Bucks, honestly, I think we have a good selection of community guys. Clint McDonald, a great guy, great player. I would like to agree and say that he stays. Now, Joe Hawley is next on our list. And, guys, if you actually haven't heard, the Bucks declined, Bucks, uh, the Bucks declined center Joe Hawley's option, making him an unrestricted free agent. So Joe said, screw it, gave away all of his possessions to charity, bought a van, and is going to live in the van and drive cross-country and document everything he does. It's pretty safe to assume the guy's retired now. I don't know if he's going to be able to make every trip uh, in the van to every game, but just a, a pretty awesome story, man. you you gotta be, you got to be quite the giving guy to go and do that. And Joe Hawley, it's really something I'm looking forward to following, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely something interesting. Um, it's yeah, it's definitely interesting. Uh, I think it was a, I think it's a good idea. He, he said, you know, he thought that his career was was pretty much over. Um, he didn't really feel like there was, you know, he thought he had a good career, and I agree. I thought he had a pretty good career, but uh, I think what he's doing is, is, is the right thing, and I think uh, it is going to be very interesting to see. Best way to grab life by the horns, man. 
I mean, he's going out there and he's doing it. I've always kind of dreamed, you know, I told myself if all else fails, I'll either, I'll either be a trucker or I'll do exactly what he's doing. I'll just get a van and drive across the country because I've always wanted to see the world. Believe it or not, born and raised in Tampa, Florida, I have never seen snow. Never once seen snow. I've obviously seen pictures, but I have never witnessed snow or touched it or, or uh, I don't know if there's a smell, but I, I've just never experienced. There's, there's no smell. There's no smell. <laughs> no smell. I'm not going to go around huffing snow now, but, you know, I, I've never been able to see it. So to see the world and see everything that happens day in and day out, that's got to be a dream. So good for Joe Hawley. Hope he does well for himself, man. Moving down the list, we have free safety Keith Tandy. Now, Keith Tandy has been on the Bucks roster for a while. I mean, he obviously hasn't been around for as long as guys like Gerald McCoy, like we brought up before, but he's, he's stuck around for a couple of seasons. Free safety position, brought in a little under a million dollars, 925000 last year, and came in clutch, I, I want to say two games in a row in the five-game stretch we had two seasons ago. Talented free safety, wasn't a starter all year. But a decent rotational player. What are you thinking? You think he's a cheap option, or you think he goes? If they can get him for cheap, like really cheap, then yeah. But I, I think he ultimately, I think he goes elsewhere. Uh, I think they want to revamp the, the the safety group. I think the only ones that are going to stay are uh, fan favorite Chris Conti oh, and yeah. Justin Evans. Oh um, yeah, Conti is not a bad depth piece. I, oh, I don't no, care what anybody says. I'm still going to stick to that. Con Chris Conti is not a bad death piece. It's just he's just not consistent enough to be a starter. And, you know, it's a shame, but it's the truth. And, um, yeah, but I don't think Tandy's back. I think they look in free agency and late in a draft to to find uh, to find their safeties. I just uh, – I'm always going to talk about it. But Chris Conti, man, I, I have I have flipped my script on Chris Conti. I used to hate the guy. I used to despise him. I've told the story about how – you know, I had posted on Instagram to, to cut Chris Conti, and he commented a heart. And he's really he's really not that bad. Like you said, he's a great depth piece, but this past season, he really, really got his head in the game and showed up to play, and that's what he did. You could tell he was out there fighting for that starting spot, and he's doing a great job. And if he can only get better from where he's picked up, I think we'll be okay in that position, especially when you talk about death and uh, depth and bringing anyone else in. He's he's a solid guy, and I like to believe Chris Conti stays. But Keith Tandy, on the other hand, like you said, can't get him for any cheaper. He's he's probably going to go, and that sucks because he's come in clutch for the Bucks plenty of times, man. He really is one of those guys. He's got a couple of plays to his name. He's not someone you look at on the depth chart and go, who's that? I like, Chris, uh, I like Keith Tandy. But ultimate decision is that Keith Tandy is going to be gone. Now, we're on the second half of our list. We've only got a couple of more names to go over. But we're getting there. We are getting there. So here we go further down on the list. Another defensive back made $775,000 last year. That's cornerback Robert McClain. If you don't remember Robert McClain's being called, uh, if you don't remember his name being called at all this year, just remember week two against the Bears. He had the pick six. And that was... Probably my favorite play of the year. The, the the stadium blew up when that happened. So, Robert McClain, what do you think? You know, I'm actually probably one of the few that is a, is a fan of McClain. I thought he did a nice job, and I, I thought that he... I thought, I thought he was a, a free agent hit. I didn't think, you know, I mean, you didn't 
give him big money or whatever. Um, you know, you didn't give him, you know. Um, he didn't rob you, you is him, what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, and, you know, he just, he he produced. He, was he a bit inconsistent? Yeah. Uh, the whole team was a bit inconsistent in 2017. But, um, I mean, yeah, really, uh I think I think he should stay. If it was up to me, I would offer him a similar, very similar deal to where he can be. He can even be um, competition for training camp again. And uh, so I think I think he should stay. Now the real question is, do I think he will stay? And and that and that's a whole different thing. But it's tough. It all depends on what money he wants. It really does. Um, if he wants a cheap contract, I think he'll stay. If he doesn't, I think he's going to go. The only thing is I'm going to lean towards go because I think the Bucks want to uh, get another cornerback. Even if Brent Grimes is re-signed, I do think they want to um, bring in another corner, whether it's in free agency or the draft. Okay, so Robert McClain, you've got him leaving. I, I mean, yes. I agree with you. The guys, uh, I mean, the guys pretty much being paid peanuts again, made less than a million seven hundred and seventy-five thousand. Came in, did his job, did exactly what you need him to do. Don't, uh, I mean, you had kind of brought up, you know, bringing in new talent. I wouldn't expect the Bucks to keep him and try and pay him more, and I'm sure that's what he's gonna want. Uh, so I can't agree with you there and say he's probably not gonna be here. But you can't be unhappy with a guy. He came in. Did his job, and that's exactly what you can ask him to do. Now, our next spot on the list is one of the most mixed reception players in recent memory for me. Uh, the guys are running back made $766,000 $768, last year. Excuse me. We're talking about running back Charles Sims, number 34. <laughs> I, I mean... I really don't have an opinion on Charles Sims. I, I'm not his biggest fan because whenever you give him the ball, he has that really bad habit of not running down the field with it. But he's not a bad receiving back either. If you get him on a screen, get him in space, he's pretty good at moving around with the football. But you look at a guy like Peyton Barber adding depth and the position we're in with the running back position, I don't think Charles Sims is coming back at all. I don't think uh, I don't think Sims will be back. Um, I'm personally not a fan of Sims. He's one of the few on the team that I just don't really care for. Um, I don't think he'll be back, and uh, yeah, I just I just don't think so. Um, he's he stuck around he, for a while too. Oh yeah, he was he was he stuck around all four years of his rookie contract. Um, but uh, you know he he was a decent player. He was a decent player in 2015. Um, and when Doug Martin was there, but, um, you know, after that, he just, just like you said, you know, he just, he has that tendency to just dance around and he doesn't want to go upfield. And then, you know, he had some fumbling issues and, uh, just didn't, didn't really work out with Charles Sims. So I think he's going to go, um, the, the running back's another position that's going to be a big change. I actually, I remember on this show, I predicted. Oh yeah. This was, uh, this was second, third, fourth episode. We were talking about this. I think the Bucks running back room is going to look very different. I think there's going to be two to three new faces uh, in free agency and the draft. I think they're going to get a uh, running back. I think they're going to sign one, and they're going to draft one. All right, so three more big names on our list. We've got Charles Sims out the door. Here we go. The final three, and, and these are guys, the way that we're doing this list is these are guys that are getting paid less and less and less, if you can believe that. We came out with the big guns 
So here we go. Final three. Adarius Glant, an outside linebacker, made $690,000 last year. Good depth. Has a bit of a tackling issue, but overall a solid player. You think he stays? I do. Um, he had that leg injury on Monday night versus Atlanta. Um, it wasn't good. I, I believe his leg snapped pretty much. Um, oh yeah, that one was nasty. I remember I, watching that game. I think they're going to they're going to end up uh, they're going to end up giving him a a deal, uh, very low risk and stuff, uh, of course. Um, and he's going to compete in training camp, so I think he's back. Alrighty, man. Good depth at the linebacker position too. I think we're pretty much set. All of those guys. I wouldn't guarantee that they'll be back next year, but I like the idea that they all come back next year because all of them really got out there and and did their job. Can't really can't really be too upset with anything they did this year. I think linebacker at the moment is our most solid position. Yeah. All right, so here we go. Last two on the list. This is going to be an offensive guard. He made $604,000 last year. This is Kevin Pamphile. What you think, man? Yeah, Kevin, Kevin Pamphile. It, Kevin. <laughs> Hi, Kevin. <laughs> uh, good. Um, you know, it, it's it's tough. Um, it, it's very difficult to, to predict. Um, because this could go, this is one of the tougher ones because this could go either way. Um, I could see a world where the, the Bucks re-sign Kevin Panfield to a one-year prove-it deal. Um, or I could see a world where they just let him walk. I ultimately believe that, I believe that they're going to, to sign Kevin Panfield. Uh, I think it's going to be a very, not much money. Um, uh, maybe a two-year deal worth maybe 10 mil where he's making, you know, 10 mil like total in like incentives and stuff. So maybe he's making four mil a year, three mil a year, um, something very low risk, not, not really much guaranteed. Um, and he can come in and compete for a job in training camp and, uh, just, uh, you know, uh, do his job. Yeah. He's a, he's a, he's a guy who, who is also versatile. He can play guard. He can play tackle. He can play good, both guard positions. The only position I believe he hasn't played is center. So he still is uh, somewhat valuable and he is young. So, uh, I think the bucks end up bringing him back. Now you did bring up how versatile he is. He can move around the line and play a lot of positions, but we had touched on that offensive guard position earlier in the show. If the bucks look to bring someone in, whether it's the draft or free agency, they sign someone, move someone over regardless you think you think Pamphil's going to stay over guys like Sweezy and Ali Marpet, depending on anything that happens in the offseason? Because um, he is a good depth option. He's a solid player. Yeah, uh, it, that's a tough call. It, it really is. Uh, that, that's tough, you know. Uh, I'm not really sure that I can, I can give you an answer on that one. Hmm. Wow, I'm speechless. I got I got I got to think about that for a couple minutes. No, I mean I don't, we can come back to it for sure because we definitely have a little bit of time here. We are on our last spot on the list, and this is someone that a lot of people were clamoring for, and I have no doubt he's going to come back. I think he's our guy. He missed a couple of kicks, but that's okay. That is kicker Pat Murray. Made $540,000 last year. He is at the bottom of our list of free agency. He's coming back. Yeah, He's yeah. He's coming Pat back. Murray. We saved Pat the Murray. best for last. <laughs> <laughs> it's an open and shut case. Yeah. Um, yeah, he'll definitely be back. 
um, he'll he'll be given probably a chance to compete. Um, I don't think they're just going to hand him the job, but I, I think they're going to have him compete uh, for the starting job. Um, I I think they will end up signing another veteran kicker uh, just so he can have another leg there. And Calling uh, for we, 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 well, you know, maybe uh-huh. I, I think Vinatieri actually already re-signed with the Colts. Yeah, I think he did too. I remember reading something about that. He was a free agent for like five minutes. Yeah, <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, I do think they're going to end up signing a veteran kicker, and Pat Murray will compete with him. I whether he wins the job, I don't know, but we we will see. All right, so that wraps up our free agency roundup. Now, we did talk about the NFL free agency options last week, so we're not going to sit here and talk another 20 minutes about that. But let's take our focus and shift towards the draft and everything that's been going on. We've been kind of updating each part of this uh, section of the show, free agency last week, the draft this week. We're probably going to talk about it again next episode. Let's talk about the draft and some interesting developments because it really flipped me on my head. And when I had read the same message that you read, I didn't know if it was real. I didn't know if it was fake. I I really doubted that it was fake. But it's something that we seriously need to talk about. And a very real possibility from a reliable source that we have is that Saquon Barkley is the number one choice for the Buccaneers right now in the draft. The Bucks have the number seven overall pick. The Browns actually announced the other day that the number one overall pick is up for grabs. I don't know if the Bucks are going to be making a pursuit to have that happen. Let me see if I can pull this up here. It's way back here in the archives. I'll see if I can try and find the specific message. But let's talk about this. Because I was under the impression... And I I don't know if you were under the impression as well, but I was pretty much sold that pass rush was the way to go first round of the draft. I don't know anything about any other order for any of the other rounds. I didn't know if they were looking for a running back in the second or third round. I'd be pissed if they weren't. But now we have this idea floating around that Saquon Barkley is the pick, and we have a fairly reliable source. So let me, uh, again, let me see if I can pull it up here. It's around here somewhere. Well, you know, I would prefer not to pull it up uh, just because of uh, confidentiality. But um, that works. I can just give you, a, you know, a brief summary is that the Bucks are very interested in Saquon Barkley, as are many teams, of course. Um, but, you know, they, they really like Saquon Barkley. And just what we received was that, you know, they they wouldn't mind moving up for Saquon Barkley um, if the price is right, of course. Um, they're not going to go crazy and just say, you know, what do you want? We'll give it to you. They're not going to do that. They're going to be smart about it. But um, it, it's, it is a real possibility. Is it likely? I Right now, I would say no, but I'm just saying that it, it is a possibility based on what we know now. You know, and it's, like you said, it is a possibility. And coming into the draft every year, you do have possibilities, rumors floating around just like this one appears to be. But the question is, how is that going to affect free agency? If that's the plan, if the Bucks do want to go through and the deal is made, Bucks are able to trade up and get Saquon Barkley. Obviously, we're not going to find out until a lot closer to the draft. But one of my hopes for, for free agency was bringing in an already established running back. You know, a, a guy 
Honestly, if I wanted to bring in a running back in free agency, I would be putting all of my chips on LeGarrette Blunt. I think that reunion in Tampa is going to be the sweetest. The guy still has wheels. I want to see him back, and I want to see him beating the shit out of people like he did in Tampa before because, wow, he could hit. I mean, even when he got tackled at the end of the play, it would hurt. But now you throw this idea in there that Saquon Barkley is number one on the draft board. Really opens up all the possibilities for second round, third round, fourth round, because you are going to be missing out on top-tier pass rush guys in the first round like Bradley Chubb. So what does that leave you to do? What, what do you think would be the order of operations if Barkley is that number one pick? Well, first round pick. Well, I mean, for the Bucks, I mean, obviously, since free agency comes first, I think you would see the Bucks not really go if they were if they were planning on doing it. I think it would be a a draft day trade. Um, and we'll we'll see. Um, it would be a it would be a you know a game time a, a game time a you know a. A draft time right there. They're on the whoever's on the clock and the Bucks trade up. That that's how it would be. Um, but you know, it's how it would affect free agency. Is I think you'd see the Bucks a little bit more on the defensive side of things. I think you would see them uh, really go after uh, defense hard um, with with uh, with that. Could have been Robert Quinn. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, we'll, we'll we'll talk about that a little a, a little bit as we wrap the show up here. Um, obviously, the shows are going to become more frequently now that the news is going to start picking up very soon. But uh, we will see. Um, but but anyways, back to the point. I think you're going to see him go defense heavy in free agency. I think that might be a little hint that they're planning on doing something here, um, whether taking Quentin Nelson early. Uh, at seven, or whether it's trading up for a guy like Saquon Barkley. Uh, Saquon Barkley will not be there at seven. Uh, it's not going to happen. In no way will it happen. Um, so, um, he is a once in a lifetime prospect. I, I think someone brought that up the other day. You know, even his combine performance just recently was incredible. You know, the guy was. The guy was yep. doing everything practically better than a lot of pros are doing it now, especially when you look back and compare the combine numbers. He was he was doing great. Yep. Yeah. Pretty much exactly. solidified that number one pick. I mean, I don't know what the Browns are going to do, but it, he's he's a number one pick kind of guy, and it's amazing for a running back to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's definitely something, um, and you know, it's. Ooh. The thing with Barkley is he's a, you know, he's a good player, going to be a really good player. The only problem is if you're trading up for him, that's a big risk. So you better hope that you know that yeah, not hope you know he's going to be a great player. Um, like yeah, like like you know that that he is going to be a a solid, not a solid, a great player. I'm going to use that again because if you're going to make that much of an investment in him. You gotta be sure of it. You have to be. You can't go in there being, "Oh, I, I hope we did the right thing." You gotta be 100 percent confident that he is your guy. Um, I would much rather trade for Bradley, uh, trade off for Bradley Chubb, um, but I wouldn't be opposed to trading off for Saquon Barkley. But that's all, you know. We've got that thing, but as of now, it's all speculation until we get some more things. So um, don't freak out. Uh, people who want Saquon Barkley, it doesn't mean he's coming to Tampa. Also, people who don't want Saquon Barkley, that doesn't mean he's coming to Tampa. So, <laughs> uh, 
we we'll, we'll see. It, it's we'll definitely see. Um, yeah, it's gonna be interesting. Um, so, but as we as we wrap the show up, uh, just gonna give some of my my free agent targets. Maybe I guess you could say, uh, Red. I don't know if you have any, but I know I have a list of probably three or four guys here that I think could be good fits. Oh, I threw all mine in. Uh, I threw all mine in the pile last week. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, I mean, if you'd like me to start, I can. Um, oh yeah, that's all I'm, you, brother. I'm gonna start with a guy on the offensive side of the ball, and uh, it's uh, center Ryan Jensen from the Baltimore Ravens. I think uh, that it would definitely be. Um, definitely be a good thing to sign Jensen. He's still young. Um, I believe he's 26. Uh, he's not going to man too high of a contract, probably six mil a year or so. Uh, but I think he, he brings a nastiness to the team. Uh, he's sort of like a Joe Hawley, but a big, bigger Joe Hawley. This would allow the, the Buccaneers to move Marpet back to guard, and I think that would be a very good center and guard combination that, that you could use. Um, uh, you know, Like I said, I wouldn't mind giving him a four-year deal, uh, six mil a year. I'd be perfectly fine with that. I think that that's, that's a huge part of your interior offensive line problem solved. So we'll see how all that plays out. Uh, I do think, uh, based on what I know now, the Bucks seem to be interested in Ryan Jensen, which is a good thing because normally, you know, the guys we always want, you know, they don't, don't really get. So um, it's it's definitely interesting to see. So, uh, you know, the next few weeks, I mean, free agency starts tomorrow is Monday. And tomorrow, a week from tomorrow, is when the tampering period starts, the, the legal tampering period. I mean, teams tamper all the time, but, you know, it's what <laughs> they can do. Um, but the legal tampering period starts a, a week from tomorrow. Uh, and then free agency starts on Wednesday, March 14th. So it's going to be something interesting to see. And uh, I think it's I think it would be a good thing for the offensive line. You know, next, um, go ahead. Bouncing off of what you had said, you know, the guy is definitely a great player. Like you said, a, a bigger, meaner Joe Hawley. But back to our source before regarding Saquon Barkley, they had also stated that when free agency comes around, the Bucks are aiming for a veteran offensive line, looking for a third down back to compete with Barber. We'll talk about that maybe a little later or possibly the next episode. But that veteran offensive line, what a way to do it uh, than to bring in a guy like that. So I didn't mean to cut you off. I just wanted to throw that in there really quick. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Um, speaking of a third down running back, my other target would be a guy like Jarek McKinnon or uh, a guy like Isaiah Crowell, even though I don't see uh, Isaiah Crowell. I don't see Isaiah Crowell coming. I don't think the Bucks are really interested, just from what I've heard. Um, so basically, I think Jarek McKinnon would be good. The only problem is I think there's going to be a lot of teams after McKinnon and his price tag might get a little bit higher. But I mean, he's a he's a very good he's a better Charles Sims. Um, he is okay. a he's Charles Sims, but he he's he's better and more experienced, uh, and he can run between the tackles more better than than Sims can. Um, so now, it's definitely gonna, okay. Uh, now looking at uh, a third down back, I'm I'm just going to toss a name out there. Tell me how you feel about him. But Dion Lewis, you know that that name's been tossed to me uh, a couple times. Um, I I wouldn't mind it because I think I think he's a good player, but he may be just a thing in New England system. I mean, we've seen that a, a ton. 
Deion Lewis struggled with the Browns and he struggled with the Eagles and then he went to New England and, and did well. So um, I, I, I don't really think the Bucks are in the market for him. It, it's a possibility, but I, I think Jarek McKinnon would be a, a better option for him. Um, and then that way they can – if they sign a guy like Jarek McKinnon, I would probably say they're not trading up for Barkley. I would probably say that that's not in plans. So, um, yeah, we, we will see. Um, and – my other guy finally switching over to the defensive side of the ball um, is cornerback Kyle Fuller. Uh, he's the brother of Kendall Fuller, who's with the Redskins, got traded to the Chiefs or whatever, and that whole thing where he didn't know if he was traded or not. Um, <laughs> uh, he's, you know, he, he was a, he's a good player for the Bears, a young player. He had a couple injuries. Uh, to start off his career, he, he was always productive, and he's still young. I believe he's 26 or 25. Um, he'll have a heavy market, but I think he's somebody that the Bucks should really be interested in, and uh, I think he could be a solid number two quarterback right next to Brent Grimes, and I think it would be a, uh, a a good situation for, you know, have Brent Grimes and Kendall Fuller on the outside with uh, Kendall Fuller, Kyle, Fuller, Kyle Fuller. Uh, with Vernon Hargraves in the slot, and I think that would be uh, a, a very good way to fix the quarterback position. Uh, it wouldn't be completely fixing it, but it would be a pretty good start. Um, Talking about Vernon Hargraves, man, in the slot, he's really coming into his own. And something I had read from our buddies over at Pewter Report just recently was Jason Light had pretty much come out and said, you know, they're not giving up hope on Vernon Hargraves and, and look for him to develop a lot over the next year. I'm excited for that because I, I believe – I believe in the kid. I like VH3. I've always liked him. So really only hope he gets better. And like you said, uh, an almost perfect situation for the cornerback position. Um, but free agency and targets and, and cornerbacks, the deal might happen. But uh, I'm still sold on Aqib Dalib coming in in that position if we're getting anyone, man. It's a possibility. I mean, first he's got to be cut. So, I mean, I'm just basing on guys that are our free agents right now um so it is a possibility if he's cut i, I could definitely see it um the last thing i'm going to give you is don terry poe uh defensive tackle um he's a good player the the bucks are apparently interested in him and i think he would fit in well right next to mccoy yeah, i think it would be some real help for mccoy um poe's a better player than baker and poe is younger than baker was when baker was signed he's poe is 27 and uh, it's rumored that the Buccaneers do have interest in Don Terry Poe, as do other teams, but uh, he's a good player, and his price tag will be high, but I think uh, I think it'll be worth it, so it's going to be interesting to see. Um, but that pretty much rounds out what I got for this episode uh, regarding free agency and stuff, so I'm going to kick it over to you, see if we got anything more, or uh, you know, we can say uh, peace out, whatever you want. It don't matter to me. I got you, man. One more thing we'll talk about before we wrap up the show, just a couple of minutes here, is the situation with Robert Quinn, defensive end for the Rams, was just sent packing to Miami in a trade for a hot dog and half of a season membership. But Robert Quinn, a great talent, a guy that, like I brought up before, I had never heard his name a lot the past two years, but apparently he was able to produce after they switched that scheme. But I was initially upset that people were upset over it i came out and i'll I'll apologize for that i I didn't mean to come out and tell everybody to settle the hell down but you know at first i had seen everyone getting upset over robert quinn and i hadn't heard anything about the guy hadn't heard anyone say a peep 
about bringing Robert Quinn to Tampa, but it turns out the Bucks actually threw an offer out there, and I think it was for a fourth round pick. Yes, the Bucks. It, it was declined, so you can't say you can't say we didn't try. Yeah, yeah, and I, the the main reason it was declined, I believe, um, was because the Bucks are in the a, are in the NFC, and I don't think the Rams wanted to send Robert Quinn to a team. Uh, like the Bucks, which has talent. The Rams knew the Bucks had talent, and I don't think they wanted to send the, them a, a good player at, at a need um, because they knew that they were in the NFC and they could possibly be competing against them. So they send them to the AFC, and yeah. so That's a good feeling, I guess. <laughs> Other teams recognize that you have talent. I don't know. Maybe we'll put some of that to display this coming season but ladies and gentlemen that's just about going to do it for this episode of the cannon fire podcast it's been a pleasure having you listen to us if you haven't already make sure you go follow us on instagram at cannon fire podcast actually thank you guys uh, we did just hit 400 followers on instagram woot woot. so now we are on our way to hitting 200 subs on youtube last i checked we're at 113 or 114 but everyone who supported the show thus far we continue to grow Thank you guys so much. Let's keep kicking ass. But like I said, if you haven't already, follow us on Instagram at Cannon Fire Podcast. Subscribe to us on YouTube at Cannon Fire Podcast. And leave a five-star review on iTunes if you're listening on there as well. You can find Evan at Bucks Football on Twitter and Instagram. And make sure you go check out our partners, PewterReport.com. They're on Instagram and Twitter at PewterReport. Thank you guys so much for listening. Remember, the Eagles suck and the Bucks do not. Have a great rest of your week. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.